welcome to the Extra Point Week 7 Wrap-Up Edition. As always, I am here with Bobby. Bobby, how you doing, brother? What's going on? How you doing, Wes? Hey, no, man. we don't have much us tonight. Yep. Um, sure he'll be with us tomorrow night, but um, yeah, good to be here. Hell yeah. Great. Let's uh, let, let's get it, you know. Uh, like you said, Matt's not going to be on this episode tonight. Work comes first, of course, so he will be busy right now. Uh, but we'll Should go ahead and – what's up? Should to interrupt you but shitty week for you and i though i mean it yeah. seems to be the norm now yeah and, and you know not much better for matt either all three right. of us took kind of really gut punch losses this week you know you and matt definitely and i mean i'm just kind of becoming numb inside with the l's but let's go ahead and jump yeah, well, right hey, into it party, i think I'll, yeah i mean i'll touch a little bit more based on that when we talk about it again but yeah oh yeah um, um yeah i mean i don't feel as bad for you right now i'm right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. A um, couple quick news points I'm just going to touch on. Uh, uh, start with the Cowboys, your Cowboys. Everson Griffin goes to the Lions, traded for a sixth-round conditional pick. Definitely be asking you a little bit about that later. Um, Panthers release also the first, uh, former first-rounder cornerback Eli Apple, that uh, former Giant and Apple, I believe Saint and now Panther formerly. Uh, so those guys are gone out of Dallas and Carolina, respectively. Eli, a free agent, and Griffin is uh, hes a Detroit Lion back in that NFC North. Let's go ahead and jump into our games. We're going to do it a little bit different this week. We're going to go through all the games and then touch base on a couple games uh, that you know we got a lot out of. So let's go ahead and start off. We have the uh, Monday night game. You know We're going to, we're going to go a little backwards here. Um, Chicago beats the L.A. Rams, or Chicago loses to the L.A. Rams, excuse me, 24-10. to uh, Rams moved it to five and two. Chicago falls to five and two, and we kind of figured out that they a little bit are a little bit more of a fake team than we thought. Um, Matt definitely would have a lot to say about the Bears on that one. Jared Goff looked very impressive, twenty three for thirty three, two nineteen and two touchdowns. The real deal was on the defensive side, though. Jalen Ramsey was huge. Aaron Donald, as usual, was huge. Had Jer- uh, excuse me, Nick Foles all over the place all night long. They could not get a run going, run game going. They could not get to Allen Robinson when they needed him. It was a it was a tough night for this Bears team. Uh, yeah, I like to talk that one real quick. I know we said we were gonna stay off a little bit, but I'm I'm, I'm not gonna um you know everybody knows that I love my boys, my dogs, but don't forget there's another Jimmy Lake product out there, Taylor Rapp with a huge interception. Um, it was ten to seven. The Bears were going. Bears were on the eight yard line going in. Taylor Rapp intercepted the ball. I think it was either in the third, late in the second, or early in the third quarter, right there though. But another Jimmy Lake product with an interception um, that evening. And Jalen Ramsey had an interception that night too. So Jalen Ramsey proven to be worth every single penny that he was paid by the Rams. I'm going to go ahead and jump to the end real quick here, the Thursday night game, which for some reason was at the end of this list. I'm going to go ahead and just hit that one real quick. Giants lose to the Eagles 22-21 to in an extremely close one, which, Bobby, you mentioned I actually almost nailed that one right on the head. Uh, mm-hmm. I had 20 to 21 and that one after Sanders goes out, but Daniel Jones, 20 for 30, 187, two touchdowns in that monster run where he fell down. You all saw it definitely online. You saw a meme of it. If you didn't see the actual thing itself, but they end up falling uh, short to Philadelphia. Carson Wentz doing everything he can. 359, two touchdowns and a pick in that one. Never really got a run game going with Boston Scott on the ground. Although he did average 3.8 yards a game on that one. Uh, so, uh, the Philly remains the leader of the NFC East at two, four, and one. New York falls to one and six, last place in the division. 
let's go ahead and get back to those 1 o'clock Sunday games. So a big matchup here was Pittsburgh versus Tennessee. I'll probably come back to this one and talk a lot more about it later. Pittsburgh survives, wins 27-24. to Goskowski misses a field goal to tie it up late. Uh, surprising miss, unfortunate miss, but he is the missed the most kicks this year in the league, which is kind of a surprising stat. Big Ben has an unusually off day for him this season. 268, two touchdowns, three picks. James Conner, 82 yards rushing. Uh, Juju... Deontay Jones, both getting uh, nine receptions and 80 yards, respectively. Uh, Jones or Johnson, though, excuse me, with two touchdowns on the day. He has another excellent, excellent game, just proving that about any receiver is a good option for Big Ben. Titans, Derrick Henry obviously led the show, um, you would think, but he did not. 20 carries, 75 yards, and a touchdown. He had a decent day, but uh, for him, not as much of a decent day as I'm sure he would like. Ryan Tannehill, 18 for 30, 220 yards and two touchdowns, and their big receiver, A.J. Brown, with 153 yards and a touchdown in that one. Pittsburgh moves to 6-0, Tennessee 5-1, still very impressive in that AFC South. Dallas, 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 Dallas. They get uh, beat. Yeah, they got beat down 25-3 by the uh, Washington football team in this one, and this is probably one of the games I did not see coming. And Dalton takes a big hit in this game, but prior to that was only 9 for 19, 75 yards, and one interception. Kyle Allen goes 15 for 25, 194, two touchdowns. Uh, on the ground, though, Antonio Gibson, 20 rushes, 128 yards, and a touchdown. Definitely opened up the passing game for T McLaurin and Thomas, who both had a touchdown apiece. Bobby, I'm going to go ahead and let you hit on this one real quick. But before I do, I want to give a big shout-out to Ron Rivera, finishing up his treatments the other day. So uh, congratulations to you, Mr. Rivera. And, uh, Bobby, take it away. Yeah, no, yeah, that was awesome to hear about Ron Rivera, man. We're, you know, at the end of the day, it's not all about football, man. It's about life, and that's great news. Mm -hmm. um, what can you say, man? I mean, it's uh, – I didn't think it was going to be this bad, though, with Dak out. You know, we spent a little bit of money, not too much money for um, Andy Dalton. Obviously, the connection's not there. He really hasn't had a week or two of reps, week and a half of reps, you know, with that team. But, I mean, there's more aside of this football team. I still believe that Dallas is a really talented football team with the receivers of Michael Gallup, Cooper, and um, C.D. Lamb. Obviously, Zeke Elliott. I mean, with Dak Prescott out, is being hurt. Um, the offensive line is the main issue, though, right there. We don't have one current player that played in that game that started the season on the offensive line. I don't even need to say the names or whatnot, but um, just a very depleted football team. I don't know if uh, it's coaching. I mean, part of me is like I'm still not giving up on um, the coaching staff. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, there's really not much to talk about this. I just, you know, like especially when Dalton got hit, Mm -hmm. I didn't see players backing them up, you know, like, you know, because like, when somebody hits a player like that, man, you, you, you're going to fight, you know, like, yeah, yeah <laughs> it'd I mean, be a situation. There was a dirty hit, but I didn't see no passion. You know? I, I heard so, about that as well. And, you know, you know, damn well, if that was Dak there, it would have been a full on brawl. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, if it was Dak, it would be a, it'd be a brawl. Right. And, you know, and I coached my players up being a coach that, you know, protected quarterback guy and uh, just a really depleted program right now, man. Um, what a difference. Uh, I mean, we were talking about Super Bowl contenders going into the year right now, and I'll be honest with you guys, anybody that's hearing this, they're, 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 they're there with the Jets and Jacks right now. I mean, literally, this team has nothing to offer right now. Zeke is not the same Zeke. I'm a firm believer. Like, is he going to suffer from that poison and get that big contract or whatnot? And 
not produce. Uh, there's no line. There's no secondary. The linebackers, you know, Jalen Smith, you know, played good. Van Der Esch got hurt. He's another Sean Lee in my eyes. You know, I mean, that guy can't stay healthy for more than two or three games. Demarcus Lawrence hasn't lived up to his contract. Um, Alan Smith got hurt. Uh, which McCall just got traded today to the uh, to the um, Griffin to Detroit. So there's a fire sale going on. Uh, I think they're giving up on this season right now. Um, I think we're gonna have a top five pick this year. You claiming a top That's five pick? pick? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, serious. To, exactly. I mean, it's wild how things can turn in this league on on you know a flip of a dime, and we'll we'll see what Dallas does, man. But it's uh, it's, you know what? It just shows to you what one player can do to a program. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks great, and I'm not saying if Dak didn't get hurt with that offensive line, but it just shows to you that how important the position of quarterback is. A hundred percent agreed. A hundred percent agreed. Uh, another next one o'clock game. Uh, Bills survived the Jets 18 to 10 in a closer closer game than a lot of us expected, especially you, Bobby, because this was your book. It was an 8.5 spread and it was eight points for Buffalo. So unfortunately, you just missed it this week. That's unfortunate, buddy. Um, yeah, don't book it for me no more. Yeah. Let me get back on. We'll see if he can get it back next week. Frank Orr, 11 rushes, 60 yards. 5.5 average. As always, I'm going to talk about him. He's looking good. Allen, 30 for 43, 307 yards, no touchdowns. Um, this was a very lackluster game in my eyes. Didn't get a whole lot of, out of this one. But Buffalo gets another win that they need, and they move to 5-2 and two and continue to lead that division. They got the Patriots next week, so we'll see what happens. Carolina almost beats the Saints, but the Saints hang on late, get the win behind Breeze and Co., uh, Teddy Bridgewater, though, goes 23 for 28, 254, and two touchdowns. Mike Davis, seven rushers, only 12 yards. You can tell they could not get the run game going the entire time. Um, Moore, 93 uh, yards, two touchdowns on four receptions was the main guy for the Panthers. Drew Brees goes 29 for 36, 287, two touchdowns, more of what we're used to seeing from him. Um, all Alvin, Alvin Kamara, man, uh, eight receptions, 65 yards, and then 14 carries on the ground for 83 yards. Latavius Murray got involved a lot more than I'm used to seeing him, at least 11 rushes for 47 yards in that game. Saints get an all-important win, moved to 4-2 and two in the division. Carolina falls to 3-4, and four, but still hanging on and looking like they will be getting Christian McCaffrey back, not this week, but most likely next week. They did see him practicing this week, so uh, keep an eye out. He should be back the following week. Green Bay absolutely thumps Houston in a game that is not as close as the score tells you, 35-20. to Green Bay moves to 5-1 and one on the season and rebounds after the loss from Tampa Bay. Houston falls to 1-6 on the season and is obviously a team in the rebuilding stages. Aaron Rodgers, 23 for 34, 283 and four touchdowns. Jamal Williams on the ground in, in replacement for Jones gets 77 yards on the touchdown, so not too bad. But Devontae Adams, this is a guy we have to talk about now that could potentially be the number one receiver in the game. 13 receptions on 16 targets, 196 yards, and two touchdowns. He impresses week in and week out. And he is definitely, if not number one in the top two or three, in my opinion. He's just been that impressive. The Texans, um, I mean, Deshaun Watson's the best player on that team, and he's going to perform. So he goes 29 for 39, 309, two touchdowns, no picks. Has a, you know, a good game. Uh, couldn't get the run game going behind David Johnson. Only 42 yards on 14 carries. Cobb, Cooks, both got involved, 95 and 60 yards uh, each, respectively. Um, but you had David Johnson catching a touchdown out of the backfield, and Will Fuller, 
you know, 35 yards on three receptions of the touchdown, obviously not getting what they want out of it. Uh, both running backs fumble in this game, too. David and Duke Johnson both fumble. David's lost. Duke, they hang on to it. But, yeah, Packers move on to 5-1 and one and continue to be one of the top threats in the NFC. Houston looking for draft picks at 1-6. and six. So we'll see what, uh, what they do going forward and see who they hire as that new head coach. Cleveland Browns win a stunner versus Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals. And the Battle of Ohio did not disappoint at all. Cleveland takes it 37-34. They do lose OBJ for the season, torn ACL. But honestly, they didn't get going until he came out of the game, including a 20-point fourth quarter, which ended up winning it for him. The touchdown late. Baker looked like he was expected to look from the get-go. 22 for 28, 297 yards, five touchdowns and an interception. Kareem Hunt, again, is filling in fantastically for Chubb. 76 yards on 18 carries, 4.2-yard average. And uh, Joe Burrow, man, he's he's looking impressive. A 400-yard game, three touchdowns. He did have one pick, but that's going to happen as you're growing. This kid's impressive, Bobby. He, he is impressive. Uh, he's definitely living up to the hype. Tyler Boyd is definitely his go-to guy, without a doubt. A.J. Green gets involved for the first time in a while. Um, 13 targets, 7 receptions, 82 yards. So nice to see him back in the lineup. Maybe they can move him in a little bit more. But uh, a heartbreaker for Cincinnati. A fantastic win for Cleveland. And they need it to stay alive in this AFC North race. It's it's a brutal race outside of the uh, NFC West. It's got to be one of the hardest divisions in this league. Detroit, and you know, go ahead. I'll touch base on this a little bit. You know, Bengals sitting at one five and one right now, though. But I mean, obviously, you know, um, Burrow being thrown to the Wolves, you know, as a, a first round pick or number one pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Pretty impressive, man. Like you said, thirty five for forty seven, four oh six, three touchdowns, one interception. I mean, he doesn't have many weapons to operate with or whatnot. So that just kind of goes to show you right there that uh, the future is bright. I think they drafted the right guy. You know, when it came to uh, their pick, they had the number one pick in the the draft. Um, if they can surround him with some players or whatnot, I think I think they might have found a gem. I agree. I agree with you 100. percent Lions steal a win from Atlanta, 23 to 22. Detroit moves to three and three, 500 on the season. So a long way from a few weeks ago when they were trying to get Matt Patricia out of the door. And Atlanta falls to one and six in the year. We know what Atlanta is this year. Um, they are definitely a team that is planning for the future. We'll see what they do before the trade deadline, but it sounds like Julio and Matt Ryan what are both game. safe. Absolutely. What a game. Lions scoring at the very end of the game. Matt Stafford, great game, 25 for 36, 340 and a touchdown. Swift is starting to come into his own, but he was quiet in this game. Nine rushes for 27 yards. He did get a touchdown. Kenny Galladay, definitely the guy of this game. Six receptions, 114 yards, and every catch he makes just looks acrobatic as hell. Matt Ryan, 31 for 42, 338, and a touchdown. Gurley had 63 yards and two touchdowns on the game. Julio almost had 100 yards, no touchdowns. Ridley gets involved with 69 yards and a touchdown as well. Uh, The defense can't hold together late. Kind of the story of the year for Atlanta. And uh, Detroit gets it done. I'm going to chime in on this if you don't mind, Wes. Please. My my good buddy's a huge Detroit fan. Yes, sir. And um, a lot of people were taking, you know, with Gurley, you know, like scoring too quick. I don't know what you think about. I watched that game, you know, the whole game, especially there towards the end, you know, where he should have just um, not scored and then let it run down and kick a chip shot field goal to win the game. It's so hard said than done, you know, when it comes to a player like that, man. And his momentum took him into the end zone and it left what Matt Ryan or it, it left Matt Stafford with less than a minute with no timeouts left to go 80 yards down the field, mm-hmm. 75 yards down the field. Not for a field goal for a game-winning touchdown to Hawkinson. 
I don't blame that on Gurley one bit. A lot of people are like, oh, you shouldn't take it. Defense needs to make a stop. Don't let the team go all the way down the field with no timeouts left. Absolutely. You yeah. Know, I can't blame that. I can't blame that. <clears throat> I can't blame that on Gurley not making that knucklehead decision. I blame that on the defense. It's a hundred percent not so solely uh, Gurley's fault. And you know, I I watched this. I watched a lot more highlights than anything of this game, but it reminded me of a game in two thousand nine. The Jags were playing the Jets, and we were hanging on by a thread. And MJD had one hundred twenty three rushing yards on that day, um, or something like that. And he ends up we were leading, and he had a clear line to the end zone, and actually took a knee on the one yard line, and. That's that got us the win in that game, and it was huge. But to your point, uh, you have to your defense has to step up and get that done. You know, you can't guarantee you're going to be able to stop. It, it's it's a lot harder than it seems. I know it seems easy just to kind of fall down and you know not score the touchdown, but it's not as easy as it seems, especially when the team's doing everything they can to let you in the end zone because they want that last chance to try and win. So agreed with you. Um, Defense has got to get the job done at the end of the day, and they didn't. And like I said, that's been the story of the year. Detroit gets the win, and they're still alive in the NFC 100%. This is, a, this is a, like you said, Bobby, and you, you've talked about it several times. This Detroit team, they may not be the best team in the league, but they will fight against every team and take it down to the wire every week. Uh, Tampa Bay gets the win 45-20 over the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders fall to 3-3. Three and three. Bucks fall to five and two, and let me just go ahead and throw this out there real quick. That between you, me, and Matt, I was the only one that took Tampa in this one. So I'm just throwing that out there. Tom Brady is getting it together, uh, really showing that they won on the uh, Brady versus Belichick battle right now. But we'll talk more about the uh, the Patriots later. Tom Brady goes 33 for 45, 369, four touchdowns, no picks. Fournette and Jones both get involved. Nothing too crazy for them. Scotty Miller. Gets his first 100-yard game and a touchdown. Godwin gets a touchdown. Gronk gets a touchdown. Did, Godwin did get injured in this game, so he could be out next week. But it just so happened to sign Antonio Brown to the roster. So we'll see where he fits into the mix. There's a lot of really good players on this team, so I don't know where they're going to put him. We'll see. Derek Carr goes 284, two touchdowns and a pick. Josh Jacobs could not get it going in this game. Ten rushes, 17 yards, and that's about it. Aguilar looked great. Waller looked fantastic, both with a touchdown each. But, uh... You got to get Ruggs more involved, and you got to get Josh Jacobs more involved, especially against a team like uh, like Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the defense just did nothing. So, yeah, the defense. Hey, is- I tell you what, though, man, a very scary football team right now are the Bucks. Very you know, scary. Tom Brady started off a little bit rough. You know, trying to get his feet wet. You know, now Gronk's getting involved. But um, what, 15 touchdowns in the last what four games? Mm-hmm. They started off. Quick. One and two, one and three, or something like that, and yeah, and their, their last four wins, man, they're set, they're starting to roll and they're starting to click right now. This is looking scary. Most certainly is. Jags take a loss, 29-39 to the Chargers. They put up a little bit of fight in the third quarter, putting up 15 points between the second and third quarter. They put up all 29 of their points, but uh, not enough. Defense couldn't hold it together, missing a lot of key pieces on that on that side, losing their missing their safety, missing Allen on the edge. Um, it's a rough look for Jacksonville. Robinson is the one bright spot. 22 rushes for 119 yards and a touchdown. Minshew, two touchdowns, no picks, 173 yards. He keeps his job for one more week. The receiving game is just awful. Um, and it's not the receivers, honestly. It's just, uh, I've watched, I watched this entire game and it's the fact that Minshew's just holding onto the ball entirely too long. He's not making the deep throws that he was making last year. And, uh, He's in very big jeopardy of losing this job at, at this point. It, Listen, he, I was just going to ask you. I was going to ask you a question, though. Go ahead. What's the time? Change? So I don't know. 
I mean, I thought if he kind of fell apart, I think it's going to be a game-to-game sort of deal now, especially considering we're not winning any games. Uh, If he's performing at at this what appears to be a mediocre level, throwing for roughly 50% completion percentage, uh, it looks like they're going to keep him in. Uh, Glennon, we know we got, you know, we know what Glennon is. So if you're going to throw anybody in, you might as well throw Jake Lutton in and see what he can do. Because other than that, that's about all you got, unless you're going for the Trevor uh, Lawrence sweepstakes, and we don't even know if he's coming out this year. So he said, we'll see. So I, I don't know what direction this Jacksonville team wants to go into. They've sold off all their pieces. At this point, the only thing I can wrap my head around is that you make uh, Josh Lambeau, LaVisca Chenault, and James Robinson untouchable. Other than that, everything's open to interpretation and go from there. And they're going to wait for these cap hits that they have to, to, to go away. And they will have the most cap room in the league, and then they're just going to buy their way back into contention. And that's the only thing I can see them doing. And it, it, it doesn't always work that way, but that's the only thing I can see. I agree. Yeah. I mean, tough times in Jacksonville, tough times in Big D. Yep. Yep. Welcome to the party, pal. Woohoo. Oh, we've been here, baby. We've been here. San Francisco is not having a rough time, however. They won 33 to 6 over the Patriots. Patriots falling to 2 and 4 on the season, and it is looking rough. Especially when you have to take out your quarterback, Cam Newton, who throws three picks, goes nine for 15 for 98 yards. Jared Stidham comes in, doesn't do any better, throws a pick of his own, goes six for 10. This team offensively is looking like a wreck. Also reports out there that they are shopping Gilmore. So this could be a lot more than it could be. This team could be completely breaking down here very soon and starting from scratch, which I, I don't think it'll take long for the Patriots to get going. But if they don't turn it around in the next couple of weeks, their season will be done, especially with the AFC contenders. A lot of really good AFC teams this year, so it's going to be hard for them to get in. Jimmy G goes 20 for 25, 277 yards. Five of those incompletions, though, were, or two of, those in, two of those five incompletions were interceptions. And he also throws no touchdowns in the game. Jeff Wilson has himself a game with McKinnon being kind of banged up. Uh, uh, Mostert out. He goes in and takes advantage of the opportunity and gets uh, 112 rushing yards and three touchdowns in this game. Big fantasy potential there if you're looking for somebody, as well as Brandon Ayuk, who has six receptions for 115 yards. Both of those players were extremely impressive in that game and, you know, got them down the field and and they got the job done against the New England team that couldn't put up a touchdown, which was wild enough for me to see. Two and four for the first time since 2002, or 2001, excuse me. This Patriots team is uh, falling apart. Kansas City uh, walks all over Denver, uh, 16 to 43, but they found a different way to do it this time, and it was with the defense. This defense was nasty. Uh, when when uh, Patrick Mahomes has to go 15 for 23 for 200 yards and a touchdown, and you don't have one running back getting over 50 yards rushing, that's scary. And you went 43 to 16. It just it proves there's another way for this team to win, and I'll talk a lot about it more, a lot more about it tomorrow, but. I mean, this <clears throat> this Chiefs team is damn impressive. It, it it's hard to poke any holes in them. It really is. So we'll see what they do. Denver, uh, unfortunately, just kind of hanging around right now. I don't think they have the answer with Drew Locke. He goes 24 for 40, 254 yards, and two picks, including one pick six. Um, fumbles a plenty. Melvin Gordon fumbled twice and lost it. Uh, Ham Hamir fumbled twice. I mean, it it was a rough. Rough game for Denver, a, a team just completely annihilated by injuries this year. But uh, we hope to see them healthy next year, and we'll see what they can do for the rest of this year. But that should just about cover it because we did cover Monday nights. Oh wait, there is one more. No, we didn't cover. Se- uh, you know, we didn't cover Seattle. It yet. Yeah. 
in Arizona. I, I did that purely for effect. I, I, I'm telling you, <laughs> the Cardinals stunned the Seahawks 34 or 37 to 34 in OT. Kyler Murray, have yourself a game. 34 for 48, 360 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. He gets 67 on his feet as well. Edmonds looked fantastic again. Kenyon Drake does get banged up in this game. D-Hop, over 100 yards on 10 receptions. Fitzgerald got involved. Chase Edmonds got involved in the receiving game. Christian Kirk had a couple touchdowns. Uh, dude, this uh, this Arizona Tyler team is impressive, man. Pretty day, though. Yeah, I'm heading that way, too. Russell Wilson. 33 for 50, 388, three touchdowns, but three picks along with that huge for him. He had 84 rushing yards on the ground. Hyde had 68 of them with a touchdown. Lockett, 15 receptions on 20 targets, 200 yards and three touchdowns. Whew. Whew. That's the biggest That's the biggest fantasy uh, uh, point game of the year right now. Today, oh, without a way. doubt. Without a doubt. No doubt yeah. about it. So, Robbie, congratulations to you because I know you have yeah, my dad has them in a PPR league that we're in. Mm-hmm. I think he's almost 43 points for that. Absolutely wild. And and we can't talk about this game without talking about that DK Metcalf play, Bobby. Yeah, I mean, two really exciting football teams. I mean, yes. to me, arguably the best the best division in football. I yes. mean, that, that, that NFC West right there is so competitive. I mean, there's definitely – I mean, I'm predicting right now the winner of that is going to – Represent the NFC. I'm, I'm going to tell you that right now. That's my prediction. Obviously, there's other good teams out there in the NFC, like obviously Green Bay and um, other teams. But I mean, obviously DK Metcalf. I mean, that's a freaking of athlete. I mean, we were talked we talked about him when we were doing our you know, when we do our um, our draft shows. Remember a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm. What four two hundred forty pounds? Yep. So, have 240 pounds, four, three, five, 40. Buda Baker, who obviously I love, everybody oh, yeah. knows that listens to this show. And um, our, our, arguably, and when we do our predictions next week, um, maybe my preseason defensive player of the year candidate right now. I'm not Ooh. saying that's who, but the numbers speak for himself. But what an impressive game. I mean, yeah, I, I, that's secondary. Buda Baker's a beast, man. Like, and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to talk about him a lot. I mean, just look at him. And he's got the respect throughout the whole NFL. The guy is a heat-seeking missile, not just with his interceptions. I mean, he does everything. What, what, what the stats I sent you? 14 tackles, mm-hmm. 11 solo, one interception, four spot. Remember what he did last week against the Cowboys, too? Yeah. And, uh, guys don't care. He might go back-to-back weeks with Defensive Player of the Year. Or we, defensive player. Yeah, 100%. I'm with you, man. He, he's, you know, like I said last week, we all joke around and kid, you know, with you as far as your your passion for Buda Baker. But, I mean, the dude's playing like a monster. You can't not talk about this guy right now, dude. You I mean, just, he's, playing, he, he's playing at such a high level of football right now that everybody is talking about it. You're on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Everybody's like, I'm telling you right now, and I'm saying this right now. I mean, this guy arguably is the best defense. He's the best safety in football right now, arguably. I mean, you got Jamal Adams and a couple of other cats out there. But this guy is right up there in the conversation, not just with his speed and his ability and whatnot, but just the way that he hits. Like, I I think I tweeted something to you a little while ago where he's hitting his shoulder pads. Like, just watch watch how the guy hits, too. You know, like, he's he's a very sound. Yeah, man. Yeah, he is. And, um, and I'm, I'm going to stick to my boys, though, Byron Murphy, you know, another, you know, always making plays number 33 there in the backfield, mm-hmm. you know, and the secondary for them. So uh, this is a really fun team to watch. I'll be honest with you. I think this team is like one of the more fun teams to watch in the NFL right now. The Arizona Cardinals, such a lot of young talent. 
obviously with Kyler Murray and, um, you know, the guys in the secondary. But they did suffer a big injury, right, with Kenny Henry. Yep. Like you said. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll look. But, but, but let's talk real quick, though. I can honestly say I've been watching a lot of football like you have throughout my career. The hustle and what I saw DK Metcalf do, turn his head down. Dude. After 10 yards behind him. That's, I mean, that that's unreal. That's I, unreal. Oh my. That's I, unreal. You can literally see the second he he notices that, that that ball was picked. And he just, I mean, it looked like he dropped to a ground, like, dropped to the ground like a race car, man. Like, he got low and just took off. And they were showing highlights of old, uh, old plays where the other players that did it and they actually brought up your boy Larry Allen on one. Yep, yeah. I can hear you going I, to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's uh, it was just a hell of a play. It's all over the place. You can't. I mean, if you watch anything football, and the, the memes that they have going on the internet are so funny though, too, man. You know, oh, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> but um, that's you know, that's just athletes on athletes right there, man. That was, and I'm so impressed with DK Metcalf with that because Buda Baker is a full four guy. You know what I mean? That just shows how much of a physical freak DK Metcalf is, though, man. As a human being, you don't see. He's to me, he's like our version of the Calvin Johnson nowadays. Oh yeah. I, I agree with you hundred percent on that. He's just, he's a monster and I hope he continues to grow on that team. And I hope he finishes his career out honestly with Seattle. Cause I like him there. I think he's, he, it's fantastic to have him there. I'm glad AB didn't go there. Yeah. Don't really care that he went to Tampa Bay. Um, I, yeah. I, I feel like, um, Mike Evans is going to have, a I think you and I both, you and I both had him. They drafted early in the first round. I think Seattle crept up on him or whatnot. But yeah, coming out of Ole Miss, he had a couple of personal issues, whatnot. But definitely, like he was like the freak of the draft and uh, great steal by Seattle. Yeah, man. Him and I mean him and with him and Lockett right now, it's a hell of a lineup, dude. It's it's a good looking team. And you know you that that picture everybody always sees of DK. You know the other guy in that picture was Brown, who's on the uh, Titans, and he's not too shabby either, man. He's having an excellent year. He's been a little banged up to start the season, but when he's out there, dude, he's nasty. And I can tell you that because he's on my fantasy team. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's uh, it's wild. I love a football game, man. I mean, there was good football this weekend. That uh, was, one, I had a great time Detroit, watching football. Detroit, Atlanta was amazing, and that one, I actually stayed up for it too. I stayed up until like twelve fifteen. Kelly was giving me heat. Dude, was like, yeah, I, I'm I'm re- grateful that I have an amazing woman like you do that yeah. lets me accept and just sit and watch football. <laughs> yeah, and lets us do this twice a week too. I mean, this ain't this ain't no, uh, you know, quick thing. Exactly. You know, usually we're on here for an hour. Uh, but this time we're trying to, like I said, we're playing around with Tuesday a little bit, Tuesday's episode, so we'll see uh, what ha- what we do with it as far as time. But we're looking to hit a 45 to 50 minute uh, corridor because a lot of people, that's about all the time they have, whether they're commuting into work and listening or, you know, just kind of hanging out for a little bit. That's about the time they have. So we're trying to cater more to everybody listening because we appreciate you guys and uh, and see if we can't get it. That That's one of the suggestions I've gotten. So we're, we're working on it. We're definitely working on it. Let's go ahead. Right, and anybody. Anybody out there downloads and listens to our shows, like we're always up for um, advice and anything to make it better or whatnot, because um, we're not going anywhere. So, no, no. Anybody that wants to even get on or whatnot or has any suggestions, we're all for it. Every day of the week, we are all for it. Let's go ahead and uh, let's cover some records. We'll talk about our locks, and then we're gonna call it a day. So, and then one more one more uh, thing of note: Minnesota, Miami, Baltimore, Indianapolis, all were on bye week, so. We didn't talk about them, obviously, because they had a week off. We will talk about them next week, especially Miami. We're going to have a lot on them. So, uh, Bobby, 
all right, brother, you, uh, we talked about your book it. Uh, you lost on your lock, which was Dallas. They did you dirty. So, uh, on locks, you're four and three on the season. Uh, you had a good week. At, other than that, though, you went 10 and four, which is good for the second best record of this week. You went 10 and four. So you're 66, 38 and one right now. Uh, Matt, he went, uh, he won his lock again with Buffalo. He's six and oh, he's having a very impressive year with his locks. However, he did have a very rough week with his picks. He missed on some big head-to-head picks. Uh, he missed on Tennessee. He missed on Houston. Uh, he missed on. Or he actually got us on the Detroit-Atlanta game. Uh, there's a couple other ones that he missed on as well. But he finishes eight and six this week, so one of his lower weeks. And he is 65, 39, and one on the season. So you did pass him. You're a game ahead of him now. Now I had a pretty dang good week this week again. I I hit on all my my. You know that? I hit on some pretty big ones this week, bro. I was alone on Tampa Bay, and I got that one. I was alone on the San Francisco-New England game. I got that one. Those were big. Those were big wins for me. So I finished 11-3 and this week, bro. And uh, I got my lock, which was Kansas City. I took the easy route in my eyes, and it, it proved uh, correct. 5-2 and two on locks in the season, and I'm at 71-33-1. and one. So this is I'm having a damn impressive season. I hope I can keep it up because... I, I like when I get I, I'm super competitive about this stuff, man. Super competitive. Me too, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, so what is it? You're 71. Um, Matt 69 and I'm 66. No, is so that what it is? I'm 71. You're 66 and he's 65. He had a very rough week. So you caught up to him and passed him actually. You got a five game leave on me and uh, a six on him. All right. And I'm going to do my damn just to hold it now. Let's go ahead, and I, I've been doing this kind of the last few weeks. Uh, let's compare it to last year. So last year, Bobby, you had s- coming into weeks or finishing week seven, you had 67 wins, and you got 66 this year. How about that? Yeah, I'm kind of hovering, you know, consistent. Extremely. Matt had six – last year he had 60 wins. This year he's got 65 wins. So he's improved by about five wins, you know, with the tie and stuff like that is in there as well. But he's improved – uh, as well and then dude I, I have the turnaround so far of the year i had 60 i was 60 and 46 after week seven last year and i'm 71 and 33 so massive turnaround uh, I, i'm doing a lot better this year <laughs> you're showing off right now i'm okay. trying dog i'm trying <laughs> i'm trying to get these games as close as i can and try and get as many wins as i can you know gotta gotta show that i'm i'm reputable you know but you gotta uh, compete yeah Oh, man. Yeah. And then, like, fantasy, dude. Uh, uh, you got, I think you got slaughtered by Sawyer this week in fantasy. Yeah, I did, man. I mean, I got so many injuries right now, man. Michael Thomas, obviously, is the one. And uh, not performing right now. I mean, you know, it kind of is what it is. It's fantasy football. That's, that. that's why it's fucking fantasy football. Ain't that the so. damn truth, man. Uh, hey, I, yeah. I, gotta, I hate to keep toot my own horn here, but hey, upset of the week. Took down your pops. Got the win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge. And Hobbs was a guy right now. So yeah, man. So as it stands right now, uh, you got West Downs with the Fredericksburg football team at four and three and fifth. You got Sawyer with Fantasy Rick in fourth place. He's taking a major jump. He's working his way up that list, dude. He he hung near the bottom for the beginning of the season, but he's starting to work his way back up. And okay, sure. In third place is your pops at five and two, and so the top three teams right now are five and two. This is all decided by uh, win loss and then uh, total points scored. So third place is your pops Tigers at five and two. Second place is me Shark Week five and two. 
And once again, back up top, it's Robbie with Dak Lives Matter. He's at 5 and 2 with the 790 points. He's got a 24 point gap on a, in points between me and him. So it's heating up, man. It's heating up. There's a lot of big matchups next week with this league because we're about the halfway point. We're getting ready to start rolling through the same, you know, rolling through everybody again. And, uh, dude, second half is going to be wild, and we got playoffs. I'm, I'm excited about this league, especially considering I'm still in it. <laughs> you're just outside the top five, too, Bobby. You're three and four, so one game could put you right back yeah, in the top Yeah, man, I'm right five. there. I'm right, I'm right, yeah, I'm right there, dude. You know, like, I'm overall, like, 727 points, and my dad's sitting at three at 724, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, total points don't mean anything. You know, obviously, when it comes to fantasy right there, man, it's all, you know, just uh, matchups and all that. But uh, very competitive. Dude, everybody's uh, so the top, the top. Everybody but your everybody your everybody but your brother, I think, man. Dude. Discount double check, man. So my brother's taking <laughs> the beating, and I'm hoping to be, get he gets one more beating because I got him next week. Him and Matt, dude, Matt's struggling as well. He had, as you know, Chubb and Barkley in this draft, and both got just, I mean, right off the bat taken out. So he's had a a rough go of it as well. Um, but yeah, he's he, he's need, two and yeah. five. I need Dalvin, you know, Dalvin Cook, man, he's been out for a little bit right now, man. He hasn't been himself all year. And I got, you know, I have him, Michael Thomas, AJ Green, and yeah, but it's fantasy, man. Uh, I'm in the middle of things, like we all are. All you got to do is just hang around a little bit and see what happens. Exactly right. And, you know, to my brother's credit, you know, he had the first pick in this draft and he took McCaffrey. So he's been without McCaffrey since since the beginning. Yeah, that's tough. Stuff. Yeah, tough. so he's he's trying to get him back. I'm hoping he stays out for one more week, which is looking like what it is, before he gets going right. again, so I can beat Travis real quick on that one. <laughs> but yeah, it's a I love fantasy, man. I'm in three different leagues. It's it's a good time. It's definitely a good time if you're your football person out there and you haven't tried fantasy yet. I definitely suggest it. It, it makes you really honestly get you more interested in every single game. And then, you know, this as well between me and, you know, with me, you and Matt doing this every week, I'm obviously completely tuned into everything I can be. So it's, a, yeah, we're all, ner- you more we're all nerds. We're all nerds. That's the reason why we do this. And I want to just say something real quick though. Anybody that's listening and downloading, um, if you ever want to get on the show, I'm sure uh, Matt, well, uh, Wes, obviously you first, and uh, Matt and us. If you ever want to get in, just send us a message or whatnot. If you want to just chime in on your team or whatnot, mm-hmm. we're glad to have you on. So yeah, and even if it, yeah, and that's kind of what we're looking more at doing is kind of you know if you yeah, want to come in and talk, then we'll, yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll talk on like. Like, Oh, we keep cutting each other off. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, if you want to ever get on, you know, a lot of the times it'll end up being, you know, we'll, when we come to your game, we'll definitely bring you in. We'll talk about your game and and go from there. But go ahead, Bobby. No, no, I was just saying that you know a lot of people that listen, man. I think we're trying to elevate our game a little bit here, there where we can have you guys in, to chime in on your favorite team or whatnot. I know my buddy Evan over here. He's huge Detroit uh, Lions fan. He's been begging me to uh, get on the show you know you met oh, him yeah. when he first went out so um he's a nerd like we all are um and um roger burke my buddy i want to give a shout out to roger burke absolutely from, and that's always chiming in on us Dude, on he's Facebook. been with us since day one since day, day one. one man he was uh washington well, redskins slash washington football club team so um yeah uh we've been talking about that we're gonna have obviously uh, we're gonna try to have more of you guys on to interact with us and yeah 
please, please. It, it makes it more interesting. It's more fun. I love to hear perspectives from other people about their teams, especially when they're uh, objective against their own team. I, I, I have a particular interest in that, you know, and that's something that me and Bobby and, and Matt as well do very good. We're very objective about our teams, and it makes it more interesting to listen to because I'm not going to sit here and spray with, with Jags propaganda about how we're going to go to the Super Bowl every year because it's just not going to happen. Um, right, we're right. all realistic. We're, we're, one thing that we take pride on the, between me, you, and Matt is that we're not one of those that always thinks our team is the best. <laughs> I think we criticize our team more than anybody else does. We're all hard as hell on our teams, man, and, and for good reason. They, they've let us down this year. All three of our teams have absolutely let us down this year, so we're stuck looking at other teams hoping for them to do the best. But, hey, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Matt will be on. It looks like we might have a guest as well. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But it, it sounds like we're, we're going to have a guest tomorrow as well. And uh, we'll leave it at that. But for Bobby, I'm Wes. And as always, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to The Extra Point. Thank you, guys. Yep.